0: Hey folks, if you're in Dubai on May 18th and becoming a coffee consultant is something you're interested in, Join us at Specialty Batch Roasters in Port Rashid for the first in-person workshop of how to become a coffee consultant. Seats are limited, so click the link in the show notes and register today. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode five of our five-part series with Melissa from Branding Matters, and we are talking about marketing for small businesses, Throughout this series, Melissa, I just have to thank you up front because the content that we have talked about in the last four episodes is actually content that can be actioned and uh, is like a hug for a lot of small business owners and wannabe small business owners because a lot of this stuff confuses people on a, like all through the day. Every day of the week, they're constantly worrying about how do I get more customers and how do I get my message out there and what is my message and, oh, my God, I've been shadow banned and how do I change this and how do I use uh, paid advertising to do all the stuff that I need it to do. And often working in the business is what stops us from being able to work on the business, right? So
1: For the business. (laughs) For the business,
0: right? Like when we're working in the business – and we're roasting coffee or we're making coffees or whatever it is, we don't really get the opportunity to spend enough time on working on the business, which is the marketing and which is the planning and which is the KPIs, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you on behalf of everyone who's listened to this series so far for the actionable stuff that you have started to to really put out there into the world through this series, the last series and your appearance at World of Coffee. Thank You're you. welcome. You're welcome. Um, and, folks, if you're in Dubai and you are listening to this series uh, we and you came to the workshop, because by the time this comes out, the workshop will have happened, we hope that you see the value in marketing, and uh, thank you for for joining us. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about data and, and how to understand the data. Uh, so take it away and tell us about that. There are different... Uh- Playgrounds or
1: scenarios or stages for that, right? It, data, it's not just um, followers. You have different, different types of data and uh, you need to understand, you need to use data to run your business. Mm-hmm. So for example, uh, data is statistics, information, demographics, uh, reports, uh, market research mm. these are more sophisticated and they they cost more money but this is the data that big companies use but you also as a small business have other tools to analyze data and use it to your advantage i just want to ask and call for for calm like we shouldn't get obsessed about data about the numbers the numbers the numbers because numbers can be uh, interpreted differently to accommodate an outcome, right? Or to, mm-hmm. to accommodate an idea. And that's the magic of mathematics and geometry and all of these things. Like you can use it in a certain way and you will have this uh, outcome, right? Even if that, if uh, what I'm trying to say is you can be biased by the data if you don't understand it. So, uh, Let's talk about um, followers. People get obsessed with having followers, but if you don't have engagement, it doesn't matter if you have 2 million followers if only three people is uh, interacting with your content. So either you have a shadow one, we already talked about this, or your content is not good, it's not appealing, that's why people is not interacting, mm-hmm. or those followers are fake so they're not for. They're, you're not going to convert into anything. You're only going to trick the algorithm. So you need to to focus on having good, high quality followers. So it's not only important to have a big number. Of course, it helps to position and the perception of people changes when you see a bigger number. But we need to understand the quality of them. So the ratio. Should be, uh, this is the the rule in marketing, the standard. Like, if you have at least 3% of engagement Mm -hmm. over your followers, then you are considered a successful content
0: creator. Stop for a second. How do you calculate the engagement? Yeah. Say that number again,
1: please. 3% is the ratio of engagement with your followers. So let's say if you have 100,000 followers, You need 3% of them interacting with your content to consider your content successful, engaging.
0: So folks, please, please, please remember a lot of the time with this stuff, when we're talking about conversion rates in marketing, people expect that they're going to do something and 50%, of at least 50%, right, of all the people that are following me, look, I've got 5,000 followers on Instagram, I'm going to put a post out there and you know at least half of them are going to see it and come to my event right no can you can you help with the, that
1: and, the, and that and that and that goes i was in, in the in the previous example i was talking of engagement right the interaction right, right. and you get and, and you measure engagement with with the, the like, likes the comments the sharing all the all the interaction that your audience do with with your content right but in order to get this number you need to have reach. That's my point. Reach means, rich means uh, the total of people that saw your content, the eyeballs that already, that, that right. saw your content, right? And then you have another uh, metric, which is impressions. So impression is that the, the number of times that your content was displayed on the feed or the stories, but it doesn't mean that people actually saw it or click on it. Just the algorithm presented, right? So most of the time, impressions are really big. Reach is lower because it's the actual people that saw Mm -hmm. the content. And then you have engagement, the people that saw the content and interact with it. Mm -hmm. So the reach, the reach is reduced. If you don't pay media, if you run everything organically, if your engagement, it's not really high, you will get your reach reduced and your impressions. So it starts with the impression things that the algorithm shows your content less to less people, less people see it and less people interact. So it's all Mm -hmm. connected, right? So we need to understand what the numbers are telling us to understand what we are doing wrong, or what what can we do to improve without going bananas about this. And you also need to understand the quality If your followers are interacting with you, then you have a, you don't have to obsess of getting twice or triple, of course, grow. It's always good, but there's a conversion rate on social media on Instagram of 2%. So do the math. If you, if you, if you launch a specific promotion or give away or discount, more or less 2% of your followers might buy this may like more or less. So you can actually run some numbers and understand if the campaign you're running makes sense or not, if you're
0: going to lose money out of it or you're going to get something. And that's about reverse engineering. We do this a lot with the clients that we work with. Like what's the earning target for this? Where do you want to arrive at the end of the campaign? Okay, so if you want to sell 10 products, how do we make sure that we amplify the message enough figuring out what the the touch points, the journey that the customer has to take in order to finalize the cart, to convert the sale. How do we convert and increase the conversions at each touch point so that we're getting the journey, the customer to the end of that journey? Sometimes you're going to have to expose that to 10,000 people and you may not have 10,000 followers. So you have Mm. to amplify that signal through paid advertising in order to get it to 10,000 people, to bring them into your funnel so that it pushes them towards the sales. Sometimes you don't need to. Sometimes if you want to sell 10 of those things, you can put on an event. And while you're at that event, you'll tell people we need to sell 10 of these. Who wants to buy them? And there's 25 Mm. people in the room and they all want to buy them. But it's about understanding the data in order to get you to the conversion that you want.
1: Exactly. And I also, um, I wish that I could talk about this in the previous episode, but I want to I, I took some uh, statistics about the um, because we we're talking about content delivering in the journey, mm-hmm. right? How do you drive a customer to the journey? The attention span in social media is decreasing very quickly. Hmm. So back in 2020, we have 12 seconds of attention span. Now it's reduced to eight in three years. So eight seconds before someone uh, scrolls to the next content. And you have to deliver, you have to land your message on the first three to five seconds. If you start your content with this beautiful introductions fade (laughs) black into your logo and then your founder talking you're dead you're dead your audience has left the ship (laughs) bye You're, you're late you're late you're late so so you have to create your your content in a very smart way deliver the message in the first five seconds promotion yeah discount and then you tell the story right because some people will stay, some others will, but it's very twelve minutes, twelve seconds, it's nothing, right? No. It's so not nothing. You also at all. need to, to have so this is also data that you have on yeah. your advantage, you know, to, to Yeah. And and to be more efficient in the way you communicate.
0: And that's an important uh, thing to point out there is that there's data that's coming at us from research that's happened that informs some of the choices that we're going to make on, on different platforms. There's blogs that are released, there's research that's been done. All of this kind of stuff comes from other sources and it's data that we need to consider. Like you're saying, research has been done that tells us that attention span has gone from 12 seconds to eight seconds, three seconds bef- like to hit engagement and keep someone's interest. We need to consider whether we need to trust to that data and believe that data, right? What's the source mm-hmm. of that data? And Melissa and I are always talking about data integrity. Do we trust the person or the blog or the, the institution that's giving us this information? We have a lot of this in coffee where people are writing articles and are saying cold brew is the next big thing. And uh, when you dig deeper into that, and you try and find out the integrity of the data, like how are they making these claims that cold brew is the next big thing. And you know, 60% of coffee consumers are switching from espresso to cold brew. And and so when you're somebody who pays attention to data, you're like, okay, where are they getting this information from? And right down the bottom, you'll see a little asterisk in the tiniest, tiniest writing that says, we surveyed 1200 people. And you look at that and you think you're claiming that across the entire United States, coffee drinkers are converting from espresso to cold brew based on a sample size of 1,200 people. So
1: I In mentioned days, right? <laughs> <In> days, right?
0: <laughs> so I'm, I just mentioned this because data means a lot of different things. So data when it mm-hmm. when it refers to, <clears throat> excuse me, when we're looking at data that we're collecting about our own businesses, It's really important to understand that data and and how the analytics of our own businesses is being reflected. But then there's also data that we use to make decisions about our businesses, to inform how we do things online so that we can improve our analytics. And it's important to pay attention to all of that. Go ahead. And, and, and
1: find different sources, right? At least try to yeah. contrast to see if yeah. this is this statistic is commonly accepted throughout, because if we if we believe whatever we read and in, any in, in information that we get, we might uh, be making decision based on. Yeah, and in, in, in corrupt data or or small, small size uh, samples, it doesn't apply to us. Yeah. The sample size doesn't apply to our territory, you know. So we, we need mm-hmm. to be careful about what data take. Of course, the ideal scenario is for us to collect our own data. You have uh, tools. You have tools. You can analyze your your statistics on Instagram. You can ask your customers face to face. Please tell me uh, how can I improve this and that. You know, for me, the best way would be to listen. Active listen. It is called active listening marketing. Of right. course, it will take time and resources, but it will help you understand what is it to
0: to the needs to, to for change. And a really good way to listen is to increase your engagement. The more people are engaging, engaging with your content, the more opportunity you have to listen to what they've got to say to you and you can make decisions based on that.
1: And, and sometimes it takes time and human interaction, but you need to read what your people is telling you. But, but your, your customers are commenting on your
0: posts. Yeah, 100%. Melissa, this has been fantastic. Thank you for everything that you have poured into helping people understand. Folks, I hope that you have found this valuable. If you would like to engage Melissa's services, you can get in contact with us or you can contact Melissa on uh, Instagram through brandingmatters.ae, Correct. Yes. Uh, links will be yes. in the show notes, or also or on the webpage. Mm-hmm. Everything's in the show notes, also on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, Melissa and I often work together on on stuff. So if you want to hire us together, that's also something that we, we look at. So, Melissa, will you do us the honour of signing off this episode, please? My honour. Peace, love and peanut butter and sugar and katar. <laughs>